When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Welcome back, David Van Camp. Hi there. Good to have you back, man. There's Scott Robbins. Yeah, this feels good, man. Doesn't good it? to have you back. I know you're like 50%. That's okay. Yeah. Had the Rona. More on that in a minute. Um, but as you're coming back after, you know, you were just here last Tuesday, we're changing the meaning of words again. Yeah. Democratic Inflation's re- the latest. Yeah. Democratic Representative Pramila Jayapal says that uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation, is a really good thing, even though inflation is just a word. Hmm. It is ultimately going to lead to a reduction in overall inflation, but most importantly, to the budget that people have every single day. Inflation is like a theoretical word that economists use, but what families feel every day is the up or down of costs. Okay. Inflation's uh, not a theoretical word. No. No. Is she trying to say people notice their own money? Okay, that's the most important thing. Inflation's just this theoretical word. If I'm trying to go along with her take, obviously inflation is more than a theoretical word. But her take would be this is about people and what they spend every month, right? Right. Which yeah, is, that's not theoretical. There's which, nothing theoretical about it. Yeah. Here's the here's the problem. Even yeah. with that going down your crazy trail, it doesn't help people right now. No, and it might help in a couple years. Inflation is the measure of what people are paying. Yes. So yes, inflation is not. I, I guess she kind of confused what the talking point was between inflation and recession. That you you could make the argument that the word recession is kind of a theoretical thing economically, you know, uh, it's hard to pin down what it is. I mean, it didn't used to be hard to pin down what a recession was. We all kind of knew what it was until Democrats changed the definition. But inflation does not work the same way. It's not a theoretical thing. It is literally the measurement of how much we are paying for goods and services versus how much we used to pay for goods and services. Yes. When I bought a dozen eggs this weekend, they were higher, much higher than they have been in the past. That's real. That's inflation. Yes, of course. It's this spin on everything. They just don't want to answer that question, this Inflation Reduction Act. How does it actually reduce inflation? The people, uh, prescription drug prices. The answer is it doesn't, okay? It was a name to fool people. And that's something the left has done for a long time now. It goes on and on and on. And you hear it now as school is getting back in session. Well, we got a massive teacher shortage. Why is that? People have a pretty good idea why, but then the spin comes on. Oh, yeah. 
Well, about 72% of school districts in the United States don't have enough teachers. There was already a shortage before the pandemic, but now it's worse, we're told. Now, again, like you said, no one actually wants to point the finger at what exactly went wrong here. It's always society's fault, right? It's, it's your fault. It's my fault. It's mm-hmm. because people were complaining about, I don't know, the fact that their kids were reading graphic novels about orgies and whatnot. <laughs> yes. you know, hey, that, that might have an impact on why people are dissatisfied with the state of their school district. And mm-hmm. if a teacher can't handle that, well, then get the hell out of school. Get out of the job. Right. Well, and I know a number of teachers, and you talk about underreported. Oh, yeah. That have said, I don't feel good about teaching what's in the curriculum anymore. Right. I, I don't feel right about it. I've got to get out of this. So and maybe I need to go to a private school. So Education Secretary Miguel Cardona was on CBS this morning and said, hey, look, we just need to pay teachers more. Oh, gosh, here we go again. Here it is. If we're serious about addressing the teacher shortage issue, we must address the teacher respect issue. And what that means is providing competitive salaries. Uh, That means improving working conditions for teachers across the country and listening, right, Uh, including their voice in this reimagining of schools. Um, Working conditions do matter. um, Okay, okay, Chief. You really want that? Because a lot of teachers I've talked to over time, yeah, they want to reimagine it to where there's actual discipline, where kids actually have to behave themselves in school and not just get a pass. That they get booted out of class when it's disruptive. The that's so- part of what I hear, but that's never oh, no, addressed. No, no, you're because right. Because marginalized communities. Yeah. <laughs> the solution to every single problem from these guys is always the same. Oh, of course. Throw more money at it. Sure. Here's more. Um, working conditions do matter, um, as do competitive salaries. It's sad. We have teachers who uh, have a master's degree that have to drive Uber on the weekends to make ends meet. That's unacceptable. Why is it unacceptable? States. Why? You got a master's degree in a field that doesn't pay uh, right. for that degree. That that was not a good decision. And in fairness, I understand that there are school districts out there, and maybe this trend is reversing at this point. But there have been school districts that say that they're not going to hire you and let or promote you if you don't have a master's degree. Well, then that's the fault of the district. That's not a societal problem. That's not my fault that you got a master's degree and can't pay for it and you got to drive Uber. Guess what? I had an Uber driver who used to be a doctor in India, and he's going to med school right now so he can be a doctor in the United States. Wow. Is that, I mean, is that this great injustice for him? Yeah, the other part of that, and this is probably a conversation for another time, when they say, well, a master's degree. Listen, master's degree doesn't mean the same to the public as it used to mm-hmm. because we've seen the institutions that give out master's degree. Right. Okay? And all these degrees that sometimes mean nothing. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a better teacher. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be smarter. It just means you attended these classes and did well in them. Sometimes that doesn't translate to life skills. Sometimes it does. Yeah. There are a lot of different places. You get a master's degree, and you're ready to roll. You're really coming out of there with a great education. And there are others, not so much. Yeah, there are a lot of people walking around with master's and Ph.D. Right. degrees that are complete dumbasses. Absolutely. My That's daughter, the point. My daughter, got a, it. my daughter got a master's in order to be an NP, a nurse practitioner. Now, you can't be a nurse practitioner without a master's degree, but the, the salary is commiserate to your degree, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Right. Yeah.
Now, Cardona went on with this, or is this somebody yeah. else talking? Well, I thought this was interesting because one of the hosts, Gail King, actually came in and sort of did a little bit of journalism. journalisming. Good. Uh, but it basically brought up the point, but teacher pay has always been a major complaint. So this isn't new. And then he blamed the coronavirus. He did. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait for this. Yes. Remember the disruption that that caused across our communities, across our country. Let's not go there again. We're at the doorstep of a crisis. And if we're not taking this seriously, and if that wasn't a, a warning that we need to really lift the profession and um, pay them competitive salaries, especially when the jo- job market is what it is, then we're, we're missing an opportunity here. So but who to, makes to that decision? To all the, who the makes mayors. that decision? Well, state education funding. Right. State education funding <laughs> is, is the place to start. The federal government makes up about 10% of uh, education funding in general. It's it's under your watch, dude. Yeah. You kept kids out of school. You could have been out championing for kids. You could have been saying, hey, you, we got to get the kids back in school. That could be part of it. You could have been on the forefront of a lot of different things. You just got your marching orders, and you know it. Look at the increases that we put in it, not only with ARP, but in our yearly budget. I want the same level of urgency from governors and from uh, county and city leaders across the country. To put money in failed schools mm-hmm. and you you've already put more money in it in districts across the country you don't address the real problems no. again as i forget who it was that said it if this w- was the yankees how much money's on your payroll and you never make the playoffs you'd get fired mm-hmm. you're not doing your job dude it's not only pay either it's uh, freedom to teach a lot of teachers feel that they are in these very narrow lanes being watched very closely and it's a dangerous profession to be a part of uh it's part of a longer conversation though secondary cardona thank you very much oh yeah the crazy yeah. right-wingers are now watching these teachers because they don't want them teaching about trans crap and critical race theory oh it's it's so bad now yeah what a bunch of pansies gosh <laughs> but i know we got to move on all right and then there's the story about Donald Trump and the raid at Mar-a-Lago. You've been watching this from yeah. home, David, and unfolding. Yeah, well, something that's really interesting about this, and I remember this very clearly with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, mm-hmm. is what will happen is there will be very little new information put out. A couple sources say this here and there, which, by the way, shame on the Department of Justice, the head of the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, for saying, hey, the FBI is doing this all by the book, and then having people in that same FBI selectively leak information to the press. Mm-hmm. No, you can't have it both ways. Sorry, dude. Nope, can't. Uh, but w- there's an interesting phenomenon that happens in the age of 24-hour cable news, is you have something like the raid at Mar-a-Lago, And then there are a few little drips and drabs of information, and a lot of it turns out to not be true, but whatever. And people formulate hypotheses based off of that. Like, oh, he was selling nuclear secrets to the Russians or something like that. Or Mm -hmm. he was giving out classified information about sources and methods from the CIA. All of that based off of hunches, but it becomes gospel so quickly. Yes, and, and that's the thing. It's basically just hot take becomes fact. And before you know it, uh, most of it's been debunked. And yet there are still people left with the impression that, like, Donald Trump had schematics for a nuclear weapon at Mar-a-Lago or something. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And there was something, you know, that we mentioned yesterday. 
in his first interview that he did, and it was with Fox Digital, he said, people are so angry at what's taking place. Whatever we can do to help, because the temperature has to be brought down in the country. Mm -hmm. If it isn't, terrible things are going to happen. But again, he said, if there's anything we can do to help, I and my people would certainly be willing to do that. And he had said something similar to Mary Garland. Mary Garland. Saying, it's very hot right now. If there's something that we can do to bring the temperature down, it'll let us know. Which, Scott had said yesterday, it's not exactly Trump-like. Very much un-Trump-like. But I thought, that's probably a good move with everything going on. Oh, yeah. Well, he's calling him out. He's daring him. Let me play you a clip from the Today Show, okay? Now, you could call this a half-truth because it's not the whole statement, but because of what's omitted, Mm -hmm. it's actually fake news. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, just roll this audio from this morning. Mr. Trump has spent the last week attacking the FBI, baselessly accusing agents of planting evidence at Mar-a-Lago. That comes as the FBI and DHS step up security around the country after a spike in threats against law enforcement. Now, in an interview with Fox News, Mr. Trump warning the temperature has to be brought down in the country. If it isn't, terrible things are going to happen. It leaves you... Sure. With a completely different yeah. impression. Well, he's because a gangster, right? He said, yeah. whatever I can do, we can do to help, let me know. You've taken that statement and made it into a threat, which is what you give your viewers. You gave them the wrong impression. Yeah. That is fake news. It is. You're disgusting. That's part of what's tearing the country apart because half of the country doesn't know what the is going on. I self-edited. We're not censored. <laughs> what the heck is going on? How's that? There you go. That's yeah, good. Of course. Yeah. See, <laughs> learning together. Okay. Um, guess who's building the wall? Very creatively. This is a great story. That and much. San Antonio's right news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp back from the Rona. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Um, David. Yeah. Just talk about how you're feeling right now. A whole week with it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, and you you had been vaccinated, but it was like last year you had the first two. You never got boosted. No, I never got the booster because you started seeing signs of, hey, wait a second, this thing doesn't look like it's working like it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it, it just sort of seems like okay, there may be longer term effects of this vaccine, and clearly, it's not stopping people from getting the coronavirus. Maybe mm-hmm. it may be, and there's evidence to suggest that it is uh, helping to lessen the severity of illness but otherwise it's kind of like all right i'm i got my first two jabs i'm done right so i i was probably excuse me really sick for about two or three days uh and then just had terrible fatigue basically kind of felt like the world's worst hangover more than anything and the weirdest thing is i'm not i i never really had a big cough but every once in a while i get a little bit of phlegm and you know, I'm still yeah. a little bit breathless uh, every once in a while. Family's okay? Family's okay. My wife was sick for about 12 hours. <laughs> that was it. 
Um, Listen to some sad music, and that was the end of yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> okay. And uh, my son, who is about one year old, or almost one year old, uh, he was really sick for 24 hours. Uh, had a fever up around 103. Jeez. Uh, so, I mean, we were you know, keeping an eye on it, and I had the emergency room go bag just in case. He was one of the few young, young kids who had severe complications with it, and fortunately that wasn't the case. And baby Chuck, my daughter, who's almost three, uh, had it. She had a fever for a little while, uh, threw up a bunch, and then was fine. Okay. Well, and while you were out, they announced the CDC. They're changing the guidelines. (laughs) Yeah. Which the timing was unbelievable for David. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's like, well, okay, I guess I'm going back to work. <laughs> All right. Um, I know you've mentioned Fauci a number of times because, seriously, the guy's been caught in lies. Oh, yeah. So many different times, yet there are so many in this country that still put him on this pedestal of the leader. And thank goodness for Tony Fauci. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. And I haven't seen the clip last night of Fauci. It was on Tucker's show that I hadn't seen where he's sort of defining science for you. And I was thinking of David. Yeah. Well, I was listening to this. It's unreal. People go to medical school now. People are interested in science, not because of me, because people, most people don't know me, who I am. My friends know me. My wife knows me. But people don't know me. It's what I symbolize. And what I symbolize in a in an era of the normalization of untruths yeah. and lies and and all the things you're seeing going on in society from January 6th to oh, everything. What? What the yeah. hell is he doing weighing in on that? Uh, what? That's where he actually called it the Fauci effect. Where, yes, it goes on. Yeah. I can play the rest. To everything else that goes on, people the craving for consistency, for integrity, for truth, and for people caring about people. So because I happen to be a visible person, it could have been somebody else. It didn't have to be Fauci. Uh-huh. It could have been Smith or Jones or somebody else. But they call it the Fauci effect because I'm very visible. Yeah, it's like January 6th. It's, it's, it's like this attack on me. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. you lied. Yeah. We know it in the emails, dude. You need to go get this vaccine because it does very well in protecting you. And if you want to, if you're the parent of particularly small children, you need to go get the vaccine to protect them. I did. I got it, and I gave it to my kids, you sack of crap. Speaking of young kids and the vaccine, yeah, we got to get to more news on that. It's pretty troubling. Oh, and I mentioned the state that's uh, building the wall. You may have heard about Arizona. I did, yeah. Adding barrier wall wall of shipping containers. Stacking one above another and then putting barbed wire on the top. It's it's recycling, right? Because all the fentanyl and illegal immigrants are being trafficked over the border in those shipping containers. So once you seize those, just stack them. Yes! You can't leave a good shipping container. Can't go to waste. Right. (laughs) Okay. 87,000 new IRS agents. Something funny about that. Next. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp. Back in the saddle, and there's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. 
Okay, the inflation reduction <laughs> yeah. doesn't reduce inflation. But man, the IRS is getting $80 billion. Oh yeah, they got 87,000 new jobs too at the IRS. And if history is any guide, that means a lot of middle and lower income earners are about to get some new friends come tax time. Oh, Dude, sorry, you can't yeah. find that you can't find enough workers to work at a pizza joint. <laughs> How are they ever going to come up with 87,000 people who need jobs that want to work for the IRS? Oh, because well, there, are, there are a lot of sociopaths who live out in this country, it's, Scott. It's, uh, so. When I read that, I'm like, you can't. there are not enough jobs to do anything are, right now. Are you telling me you're going to pay me $90,000 a year to screw over poor people? Awesome. I'll do it. That's, that's yeah. basically the mindset, yes. Can Jeez. you imagine if you polled Americans right now? Yeah. I've mentioned this before. Um, we're going to hire 87000 of something. It's your choice. Border Patrol agents or IRS agents. Your choice. What do you think people would pick? Uh, border mm. Patrol. Of course. IRS, because millionaires and billionaires are cheating us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. No, they won't. Yeah. And, and this always plays out. You hire a lot of new agents, and they try to go after the uber wealthy, except the thing is billionaires have a lot of tax attorneys. And litigation can, in some cases, last years. And meanwhile, oversight folks in Congress are saying, hey, why aren't you bringing in the big money, IRS? What are you doing? So then they go after those of us who don't have a fleet of tax attorneys at our disposal. Can you imagine that, Scott? Man. Yeah, I can, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Right. For those that don't know, maybe that's happened to Robbins. It wasn't your fault, though. You'd had your heart attacks, and, and then uh, it was 2017, and it got lost. It's like and... pulling on a sweater. You just keep unraveling stuff. Yeah. It's like, when you were 17 and mowed yards, that was cash. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a trail. That was reportable income, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the media and their buddies in the Democratic Party are openly laughing at anyone who's concerned. Fox News actually put this little montage together. I thought it was pretty oh. good. Wow. My answer to people afraid of more RS agents is, well, don't cheat on your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that there's going to be this army of IRS agents defending, descending on the average American is just preposterous. This notion that IRS auditors are somehow black helicopter AR-15 wielding police officers that are going to come down your chimney to go after you. It's utter nonsense. No one said that, Jack Wagon. Well, no, they don't have AR-15s. Their rifles are fully auto. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So, man... How many times have you heard it? All right, I'll play the rest of the clip and then I have the tape. Why they would want to sort of make it easier for people to cheat their, on their taxes is beyond me, but, but here we are. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. MAGA media's hatred of government is reaching a new high. There's <laughs> a lot of waste, you these people. What a bunch of weenies. From what I understand, if you do your taxes, say with TurboTax, and you're following along and doing the best you can, more times than not, a good agent can find mistakes you made. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, I have heard that. Well, and that, that's why you always have the get extra assurances in the event of an audit by paying us however much money, TurboTax or whatever will charge you to do it. Mm-hmm. I think there's like the different tiers, and the the next tier up before you go and almost pay for that over the top service is. The second one up to make sure you're you're clear of an audit yeah. or yeah it all looks good yeah okay that's all I know well, but like we've talked about before I don't know if I'll do it again because of the threat I 
I'm not looking to cheat on my taxes. I'm just looking to not make a mistake. I feel like I'm in school again taking a test, and if you go outside the line, you're going to get an automatic F or something. Holy mm-hmm. crap. But, but yeah, it is true is that any any IRS official can look at basically any tax return and say, okay, well, they missed this, they missed that. The other thing is remember this. Remember the GameStop investing fiasco? Yes where a whole lot of people were getting into retail trading through things like Robinhood, different apps that were available. A whole lot of new investors were created. And if you invest in something like the Dogecoin thing, that is still a cryptocurrency and there's special tax laws that deal with that. That is also a minefield. So you could invest $100 in some meme coin. And if you don't fill that out correctly, fill out your tax documents correctly, guess what? You're going to have an IRS agent living in your basement. (laughs) These are the people that they're going to start going after. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be something. And all I can think is uh, from this and so many other things that's been done over the last 18 months, it's going to take a long time to undo this damage that we're doing to the country right now. I think we'll get there. I do. I'm positive about it. But, man, there's a lot of jacked-up stuff that we're going to have to undo. You just keep putting stuff back into your mailbox that you get. IRS put it back. Say you never got it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Blame the Postal Service. All right? I don't know. They didn't get that work for you? I never got it? Did that work for you? No, because then you get interest tacked on it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that three years of interest comes to, God dang it. Yeah. Uh, We've heard the horror stories from a lot of people, and we're not talking about rich people. We're talking about people that had, you know, heard, you know, what's a good investment is to buy a home and rent it out and make some extra income that way. Yeah. Been a number of people that have done that. And all of a sudden, with COVID, well, you you can't collect that rent. You know, it would be unloving to collect rent right now. And you can't boot them out either. Exactly. No. And, you know, depending on where you're at in the country, that continues to roll on. And then it was reported from the Washington Examiner, well, there's a couple of members of the squad, including Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley. Well, they're raking in their rental income, no problem, while voting for them. Yeah, you can't kick, kick people out. Yep. But they've got good tenants, so they're getting their money. That's right. Thought that was hilarious. Um, what was the actual statement? That Presley made, oh yeah, that evictions during COVID were acts of violence. Yep. These pansies with their acts of violence, (laughs) that's not violence. You couldn't pay your rent. Now, if you say, okay, they couldn't pay it or whatever, I think there were a lot of people that owned property that were already saying, hey, we can make it up, whatever. But now... Oh, no. In August of 2022? Yeah, it's still unloving and violence to kick people out. No, you got to go. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, the L.A. People City... People are going bankrupt that own property. Yeah, the L.A. City Council not that long ago extended their eviction moratorium by like a year. And a lot of property owners, people who own one or two pieces of investment properties, did a press conference a few weeks ago saying, hey, y'all, y'all are stealing from us. And yes, yes, yeah, at least now it's not the CDC stealing from you. But still, you're being you you are being told by the government that you don't have a right to collect on your property, and you still have to pay property tax on the property. Oh hell yeah, you do. Yeah, we're all drawing no income from it at all, or not living in it. Wow. Okay, or I want to share with the 
you something that I heard the other day, and I was thinking about David because of COVID. He's just, you know, getting over it. You remember Dr. Peter McCullough? He was yeah. like Dr. Malone. Oh, just yeah. Maligned, oh, spreading all this misinformation. Yeah, he was all over He was thrown under the bus all the time. Didn't they kick yes. him off social media? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I remember that guy. And Malone, too. Yeah. I mean, the guy has decorated his whole career. Right. And then all of a sudden, he went out of step with, you know, the FDA and the yeah. CDC and the NIH. And, oh, he's Mr. Misinformation. And so I saw an interview with him, Kim Iverson, who was on The Hill's morning show and left it because they wouldn't allow her to interview Fauci. It's terrible. She interviewed Kulik because there is this new study out of Bangkok. And they also talked about the news we talked about last week with Denmark saying, hey, weren't no vaccines for anybody under the age of 18. It's not worth the risk. Mm -hmm. We've done the studies on this. Bangkok did a similar study. So Iverson and Dr. Peter McCullough are talking about it. And I was trying to remember. I know they said he spread misinformation. What was it about? And I see on his Wikipedia page, and I understand it's Wikipedia. But part of that was him making claims that the vaccines were inaccurate, misleading, and or supported by evidence, including that survivors cannot be reinfected and so do not require vaccination and the vaccines are dangerous. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, uh, hasn't he proven to be right on pretty much everything? When was the last time this was updated? He also had mentioned, you know, healthy people under 30 really don't have a need for the vaccine for themselves. Right. And that relative merits of vaccination-induced immunity versus natural immunity, um, that natural immunity was just as good. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, sure it is. So what's the misinformation we're talking about? I, they just deem it misinformation, I guess, because they can I don't know. I mean, hey, we, so, we, we live in a time when Democrats, media establishment, and big tech are actively working together to change the definition of the word woman. So true. What, why do you think that they're going to hesitate at labeling something misinformation about COVID when everything gets so confused anyway because there have been so many different messages flying at people at 100 miles an hour for two and a half years? Why do you think they'd hesitate at all to just label something misinformation and move on? Exactly. Remember, well, he was also booted for saying that there's no evidence of asymptomatic spread of COVID. Yes. And it's still in the yeah. wiki page. Yeah. <laughs> that just came out in a study. That's right. why the CDC changed their guidelines. Anyway, the first thing he said that I thought was interesting, I had two clips for you. One is saying, hey, why didn't anybody in the United States do this study? That's what we were supposed to do. You know, one of the first questions I had is, how come Harvard didn't do this study? Or the Mayo Clinic or Duke? Uh, you know, in the biological licensing agreement, the BLA that was issued to Pfizer, and then one that was issued to Moderna by the FDA, they said you have to do studies before and after in children because we have to know the baseline. You have to tell us how many people are really developing heart damage. And, uh, you know, it's been more than a year, and no institution in the United States attempted to answer that. Why? <laughs> That's really crazy, isn't it, when you think mm -hmm. about it? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so they talk for a while, and Iverson says, why would they continue to push for vaccines, not just for kids under 18, but you're talking about under the age of five. Yeah. Why would they do that? It's willful blindness. They are willfully blind to cardiac damage and potentially death in Americans taking the vaccine. Our CDC told us in February that 75% of children had already had COVID. Uh, now, uh, in, in among other populations, uh, those in high school and college, it may be nearly everyone has had COVID-19. In a paper by Kimatelli and colleagues, it's been demonstrated that once someone's had any strain of COVID, they have 97% protection against any serious outcome. Well, and then that begs the question, why is it some colleges are still saying you got to be vaccinated? That's crazy. Well, yeah. If over 75% have already had it, why? In the future. And that's even in the oldest and sickest adults. Uh, so I can tell you as a doctor in children, the COVID-19 vaccines are not medically necessary. They're not clinically indicated. The randomized trials show no clinical benefit. There's never been demonstrated a reduction in spread. Some people think that adults are using the children as human shields to try to protect the adults. That hasn't been uh, demonstrated scientifically. It's, a, it's really a diabolical thought. And now on top of that, there are two real-world studies by Dora Bowilla and Fleming Dutra in JAMA demonstrating even when children are vaccinated, it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> we still do it. And so if you're out there and you're saying to your friends, is this just about greed? Is this some sort of unholy trinity <laughs> with the pharmaceutical companies yeah. and the left and the government with the CDC and the FDA, the NIH? Well, I mean, well, you're why looking for reasons. You're looking for why reasons. Why would they continue yeah. to do it? It just doesn't seem to make sense. Oh, God. And I know, and people say, well, you kind of sound like a kook. Yeah. Well, who's been caught lying more, McCullough or Fauci? <laughs> Nobody wants to answer that question. Oh, guess who just tested positive for COVID? From that. the government. Have yeah. you heard this? We'll oh, yeah. get to that much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Uh, can you guess who just got COVID? Um, Dr. I'll Jill. give you a hint. Yeah, it's somebody well Biden can't ever remember his name. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right, because there was two cases. All right, yeah. Lloyd Austin, then. Lloyd Austin. Defense Secretary Lloyd yeah. Austin, yes. We still have the clip of Biden forgetting his name again. I just want to thank you both, right. and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jill's got COVID, too. Yeah, she's got COVID, too. It's okay. She's you know a what? doctor. 
So they're all very thankful for the vaccine. It, you know, man, I noticed something about this, and I don't, I don't want to just cause any family drama personally, but I will, I guess, for the sake of the show and content. What I've noticed Excellent. is that the more boosters you have, the more likely you are when you hear someone has COVID to say, well, it's a good thing you got that vaccine. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. I, yes. Seriously. Like, yeah, I, no, I know. I have family members and friends who didn't get the vaccine. They heard I got the Rona and they're like, they're like, oh, man, I hope you feel better. Hope your kids are OK. All that kind of stuff. And I said, well, thank you. Thank you. People who had just two shots like me. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing. But then once you start talking about people who got one or even two boosters, the first thing out of their mouths was, oh, you have COVID? That's terrible. But it's a good thing you got the vaccine because otherwise it could have been a lot worse, right? We didn't get fooled. No, 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 not at all. It's like they're so defensive about it. It's crazy. Well, I heard that after I had my third shot and then got COVID of how lucky I was that I got that third shot. And I thought, well, based on what? Your hunch? Lloyd's had all four. Yeah, he's got an IV drip in his arm. Well, he used to have the big mask that, that went from like the top of his head down to his belly button. Like he was welding tractors or something. Yeah. You know, here's my favorite Lloyd Austin quote. We don't have the capability to go out and collect Americans. We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people. But. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. It's a good day. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is back. Why is There's such Scott a good Robbins. day. What's, what's, what's so good about it? What's so good? David Van Camp's back. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. David Van Camp is back. Oh, thank you. Well, that's pretty insincere, Scott. Well, no, I'm glad. To, I, I texted him last night. It's a good, it would be good to have you back. I said that. That's what I mean. It's yeah. a good day. This thing's tanking hard. We need you back here. I'll just say this, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to have survived an assassination attempt by the Chinese government. That's what it is. They were coming after you. They were. Absolutely. All of us. Okay, let's start here. We need to reduce inflation. Yeah. So how about Congress getting together with an Inflation Reduction Act, huh? Yeah. That works for me. It it doesn't actually reduce inflation, though. Biden's signing it today. It will release an army of IRS agents on the poor. So you got that going on. Uh, Democrats really don't want to talk about how it doesn't reduce inflation. And, well, here's the latest attempt to wriggle out of this by Representative Jamie Raskin. Man, not cool with the name Jamie. Go ahead. As soon as the act goes into uh, effect, I hope that all of the provisions will begin to work. I am. Uh, I, I know that those who've been blaming President Biden for the inflation going up are now giving President Biden all the credit for inflation going down. So we're moving things in the right direction already. Yeah, and what parts of the bill do you think will will quickly work on that specifically? The, the, I, Next question. <laughs> well, well, what parts of the bill? The bill, do you think will will quickly work on that specifically? The, the, next question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next question. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, because you're it touting doesn't. it, you're proud of it. Tell me what you're most proud of. 
Next question. No. No. You know that's a gotcha because it doesn't really reduce inflation. No. It's a joke. It's green weenie stuff. It's for the IRS. And it's going to cost the middle class, what, $20 billion over the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's not my math. I guarantee you that. And in order to pay for that, you print that's... more money. When you print more money, mm-hmm. of course, the prices go down on everything, right? No. Right. no. <laughs> that's not how it works. Darn. I thought this was actually kind of interesting. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, CNN's Kate Baldwin was talking to an economic advisor with the White House, Cecilia Rouse, and said and brought up, in fairness to CNN, actually did share with the viewers that this does not reduce inflation. Okay. That that's It's like has basically no effect outside of raising it a little bit in the near term, and then maybe it's negligible, essentially. Uh, and I thought the way that she framed the question to Cecilia Rouse was, was pretty good. She passed a bill called the Fill Every Pothole Act. I mean, voters should expect you to fill every pothole. I mean, so should voters measure the success of this bill on how much you reduce inflation in the next couple of years? So this infl- this bill spins out over several years. And so the tax provisions, for example, some of the tax revenue will happen immediately. <laughs> okay. And then it's going to the talking points. Wow. So you think CNN's changing a little bit? Well, I, I mean, they jettisoned. Like some sort of attempt to get, I mean, they're still far left, but it's, mm-hmm. it's some attempt to come closer to the middle? Yeah. They, closer? I mean, they did jettison Jeffrey Tubin, you know, that whack job. <laughs> I know that's low-hanging fruit, <laughs> but, man, I still laughed at it. I can't help it. I didn't even hear about Tubin. Yeah, they tossed him out. Yeah, he. well, he, he says that he quit, but... <laughs> but yeah. When did that news come out? Where did I miss that? That was over the weekend that oh, Jeffrey Tubin was, was gone. Yeah, um, yeah let, me, let me try to... Uh, the word is that he, he really didn't uh, quit, but they were basically saying, okay, you're gone. Once the discovery deal closed, then it was a uh, then it was a done deal. Wow. Okay. So it took that long. You know, that's the thing too. They wanted him out. It was. They should have let him go a long time ago. Obviously, yeah. you can't do that on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do some sort of eulogy for Jeffrey Tubin in this job? You do this sometimes well, when either I mean, someone drops out of a you know political race or someone gets fired. Listen, I mean, he stuck it out as long as he could, okay? I agree. Man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we didn't even give it a proper ending. I feel like we need to do that. There was no theme song. There was nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's just like a half-hearted attempt right now. To Jeffrey Tubin. There's I mean, a I, lot we can do with it. I will just, I'll, I'll give this little just, just eulogy for him. I mean, you really, I got to hand it to him. He, he always knew how to grab hold of a hard topic. That's too. Um, I sincerely thought he was just jerking us around when I first saw the news, but it's true. But I'm sure he'll pop up again, and we'll all see it for. Yeah, it'll come. Well, choked off his livelihood. A guy true. like that can't just so be what? rubbed okay, out of true. existence, okay? So what? What's my clip? True. So what? I mean, you know, th- th- it, it came out in a in a disorderly way. <laughs> it came out. In his own words, yeah. Jeffrey Tubin. 
Yes. Uh, moving on, uh, I don't think NBC is getting any closer to giving actual news. Their second biggest story today on the Today Show was Liz Cheney oh, and the fate of one Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I so you saw it, Scott. Oh, I know. yeah, of course. Uh, David has not seen it yet. Um I'll just go with the way this coverage starts. Good morning, Savannah. Despite Donald Trump facing these multiple investigations, he is still finding loyalty from candidates and voters, potentially Wyoming ones here today. Okay. And if Liz Cheney, though, loses Wait. this primary, <laughs> yeah, it'd be an underlining of the GOP's dramatic evolution. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. It's not like Liz Cheney's been in Congress for, for 30 years. Didn't she first go to Congress like... Five years ago? 2017. I, I mean, yes. okay, so she's the daughter of Dick Cheney, and last time I checked, a lot of Republicans weren't really a big fan of Dick Cheney. No, as Dick Cheney just did the ad for her that said Donald Trump is the biggest threat we face. Bigger than you, <laughs> Dick? Right. I'm not going hunting with you anytime soon. <laughs> you kidding yeah. me? Invading Iraq? Anyway... So the coverage goes, you know, it's all against Trump. And all, he still has this. He's got all this going on and still these crazy Trumpers still supporting him. Poor Liz Cheney. And, man, she could be losing her gig. Cheney, after voting to impeach Trump last year, now helping lead the January 6th Select Committee's investigation into Donald Trump's role around the Capitol Hill attack. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. So see... All you people watching us this morning that hate Trump, see, she she was with us. She was one of the sane ones. She is now fighting to hold on to the seat she's held since 2017. But Trump endorsing another Republican, Harriet Hageman, who echoes his 2020 election falsehoods. The two campaigns... What? <laughs> see, they still say that. Still baseless claims. Right. The election was rigged. You got hosed. The two campaigned together in the state earlier this summer. We're fed up with Liz Cheney. Yeah. Then it goes on. The two campaigned together. Now we'll get to the next He's gone part. on the attack against those in the GOP who he perceives to be undermining his power in the Republican Party. Cheney at the top of that list. Liz, you're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Knew you guys would get a kick out of that. Um, it's probably too much for now. I'll just tell you this. Say in the next half hour, we need to get to their coverage of this when they bring in Yellowstone and Star Wars. That's the best part of what? this. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You And being an old fan of Star Wars, David, you will not believe it. Okay. I can just tell you this. Trump is Darth Vader. And guess who's Obi-Wan Kenobi? Could it be Liz Cheney? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that coming up. I can't hardly wait. I really can't. Um, equity. Let's talk equity, uh, David. Is this Kamala talking again? Yeah, it is. Well, Vice President Kamala Harris is d- delivering pearls of wisdom again in a way that only she can. And this time, it is about the difference between equality and equal outcomes, also known as equity. Okay. Um I'm trying to find this clip, David. Do I have this clip? You you should. Equity as a concept says that recognize that everyone has the same capacity is what it's called. I do not have the clip. My bad. First day back, I screwed you up, man. Hmm. I don't know how, but I don't have that <laughs> clip. I got pretty much everything else you sent me. Okay, you know what? 
we could do that in maybe five minutes. Because is this what I think it is again? Is it just word salad from Kamala? Uh, yes, it is. And I'll actually just roll it out here if you want to hear okay. it. Okay. All right. So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. Oh, so equity, as a concept, says, recognize that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention to this issue of equity. Oh, God. What was that? <laughs> Diagram the sentence with Kamala Harris. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, equity as a concept says recognize that everyone has the same capacity. Yeah, well, that's actually just not true. It's not no, true. It's, of course it's not. I, yeah. I don't have the capacity to be an effective firefighter. I will never be a firefighter. Never say never dream big, Dave. <laughs> I will never be an astronaut. I don't I'll have the capacity be an NBA to be a player. I know. We just don't have the same capacity. We don't. I know we don't. Of course not. These people, it's just fairy tales. It's everything you wish it would be. If you wish to be a different sex, if you wish to have the mental capacity to be the next Einstein, you don't. Right. Especially you, Kamala. I, Face the truth. I, I, I can say I will never be the leading theoretical physicist of my time. Okay? It will never happen. And that's okay. Maybe you weren't put on this earth for that. But in these people's worlds, no, it's, it's anything. And if you can't become exactly what you want to be, it's somebody else's fault. Somebody's holding you back. Mm -hmm. It's absolute garbage. Well, that was a garbled mess. You guys got more out of that statement than I did. Well, in order for them to have oh. equal opportunity to reach that capacity, well, we must pay attention to this issue of equity. Yeah, I listen, man. Which is not the same as equal. No, we're not all going to have uh, the same outcome. Outcomes, we're just yeah, not. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, right. but you have a chance to be an astronaut if you want to be when you're born. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, some people just don't have the mental capacity to <laughs> do it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Much more to get to, including... Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia pouring a lot of money into our stocks. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, we still got to get to the Today Show. I'm comparing Liz Cheney, Toby Wan Kenobi, and oh, Donald Trump as Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Okay. A um, few other things. Oh, you know, a lot of cruise lines um, are canceling trips because they can't find workers. Wow. For oh, the my. cruise ships. People are ready to sail again. They've had to cancel like 11, 12 of them. Just that's carnival this fall. Hmm. Dang. Man, oh, man, that's crazy, isn't it? And I saw this. Saudi Arabia has poured $7.5 billion into U.S. stocks. This was a Wall Street Journal story. From Amazon to Microsoft, BlackRock, Google, like 17 companies. When I say that, does that somehow tick you off? 
Well, it makes me nervous. How come? Well, I mean, I don't know any good outcomes from all of this. You sound like Phil Mickelson right now. There's some scary mother bleepers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Phil and I are in agreement there, yes. <laughs> but if they're going to pay me this much money to tee it up, what can I say? Well, that's true. Yeah, I know, that was the whole thing. Um, well, you got China but, that owns all the farms. you got these guys now that are jumped into the stock market. Well, yeah, I'm reading the story, and it's all the oil prices. Uh, they've reported a 90% increase in quarterly income. Oh, well, yeah. They're a national oil company. And so that's helped Prince Mohammed, who, as the story goes, shunned by Western capitals for years over the uh -huh. 2018 murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, emerge from diplomatic isolation. So I was like, yeah, you killed that guy, but man, that's a lot of cash you've got going right there. Yeah, and I, people thought I was heartless when I said nobody really cares about the death of Jamal Khashoggi. No, none of the people who are out there going, oh, we got to boycott this, boycott that. Nobody cares. Well, you know who really cares? I think you would agree with this. The only people were the journalists. Oh, yeah. I think your point was the American people. Yeah, the American people. They say, care. yes. So the ones that are still writing are outraged yeah. by all of it. And, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, you see that amount of money going into mm -hmm. U.S. stocks. You know, and part of the reason they're making so much money is because of what we've done with our own energy. Oh, yeah. Run down the value of our own yes. uh, fossil fuel industry, and that props up states like Saudi Arabia. And I, I'm not a fan of Saudi Arabia, but not because of Jamal no. Khashoggi. I mean, they did do 9-11. Yes, they I, I'm did. I'm still a little bent out of shape over the whole 9-11 thing. Yes. I really don't care about Jamal Khashoggi. But man. You know, and that's a story that, you know, is just basically another story in the Wall Street Journal. I don't think a lot of people are even going to talk about that. No. It just kind of just rolls on. Okay, no big deal. Okay, if you say so. I don't know if you heard this real quick story. Uh, second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff. Oh, this guy. Kamala's husband? Yeah. We went to Whole Foods to get some groceries. Yeah. You heard about this? Yeah, sure have. And, well, the motorcade blocked access to handicapped parking spaces. No. That's a terrible look. Some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> well, that's supremacy right there. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's privilege. Harris Faulkner on Fox had an incredible quote with this. Really? Yes. Okay. I thought so because they were laying it out for her, and she just said, grab the privilege and ride it home, cowboy. Well, <laughs> here's the clip. You know, I, I think this is one of those just grab the privilege and ride it home, cowboy. Like, I just don't think they think deep enough to something that his wife might have said earlier about, you know, giving an advantage to those who might need it at a time, that sort of thing. I really don't think it was, was mean-spirited. But it is one other thing that's politically dangerous. It's oblivious. It is oblivious. Yeah. That is a great take that she had. Well, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day? The biggest story of the day is that the vice president apparently uh, hates handicapped people. I didn't know that. Wow. But that, that's a new one. Now, the biggest story of the day is uh, Joe Biden is signing this Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't actually do anything to reduce inflation. No. 
It does not. And then you've got members of Congress saying, well, inflation is just a word. Okay, that's a, it's a vague term that, that, that economists use. It really doesn't affect everyday people. Okay? You know, it's like the left. Hey, listen, black lives matter. So let's enact policies that are going to kill more black lives. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. And inflation is just a theoretical word. <laughs> we'll get to that much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, back in the saddle. And there's the sexy boomer. With one button down, Scott Robin. One button down? Yeah, you got a little, little fur coming out of the chest. That's oh, a good look. Not. Inflation is just a theoretical word. That's yeah. the learning lesson for today. Yes, inflation is still kicking people in the teeth, and the Democrats have a new talking point, and that's that inflation apparently isn't really a thing. This is Representative Pramila Jayapal talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, which won't actually reduce inflation. Hmm. It is ultimately going to lead to a reduction in overall inflation, but most importantly, to the budget that people have every single day. Inflation is like a theoretical word that economists use, but what families feel every day is the up or down of costs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's called inflation. <laughs> and they felt it. <laughs> I mean, what the hell I just is this? can't. I don't... Now, I mean, that's, this is the natural progression of things, though, right? Whenever, ah. whenever something is controversial or something is damaging to Democrats, they first deny it's happening or say, yeah, it's temporary or whatever. And then they move to, here's why this is actually a good thing. They just lie to you about this. And then they just lie about what the numbers are, like we saw last week. Zero percent inflation. Okay, okay. <laughs> you want to get yes. technical in the weeds month to month? Okay. But... Things still do cost a whole heck of a lot more than they used to. But now this is the natural end point, which is that, well, inflation, that, that word is a little misleading. Okay. It's just something that economists talk about. It's not something that you or I experience. We're tackling the things that people experience. And that's why we don't know for sure whether or not the Inflation Reduction Act will actually reduce inflation. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. And dumb people will just keep voting for him over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, we're looking out for you. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. She's got a, quite a record of stupid statements, by the way. We don't have time to get into them all right now, but she's something. And you wonder, how do these people get elected? It's really fascinating to me. Speaking of inflation... Saw another story at the Wall Street Journal today. Walmart, their revenue is rising. Well, you know, you charge more for stuff. You got to make the margins, man. Mm -hmm. As I think both of you guys have said a hundred times, what do you think happens with inflation? You don't think corporations raise their prices? Yeah, it costs them more to goods? do things, so they're going to shift that cost to you because, after all, they're for profit. Correct. And they have shareholders to contend with. Yes. Yes. 
So they're still trying to tighten up because they have a ton of like summer goods that they still have to get rid of. They discounted a bunch of different things that they need to get rid of. Um, what was their chief executive statement? The actions we've taken to improve inventory levels in the United States, along with a heavier mix of sales and grocery, uh, put pressure on profit margin. Yeah. That's what they're, you know, all about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, revenue rose 8.4%. So while they predicted they were going to have, you know, a very challenging fall, remember when they said that, we're going to have to lay off a bunch of people. Yeah. And that's what happens. Because they still want to make their number. This is just the way it works. And we can talk about evil corporations all the time. This is the reality. They're yeah. going to make their money. They're it, going to make their money. Again, you can pretend that maybe someday we can live in this world the way you want it to be. It's not reality. There's just things that happen in the real world, and you have to figure out how to navigate through it. Well, Corporations. Okay, it's like, well, these oil companies, they're charging too much. Every time the gas prices are high, the same line. It's supply and demand. I mean, that's what it sort of comes down to. Mm -hmm. Uh, David, I saw the news yesterday. I didn't even want to do the story until you were back. Yeah. Because you've been on this from the get-go. Yeah. It's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, well, Alec Baldwin killed a woman. Um, and that was last year. I couldn't believe it. The FBI has this uh, report now that they've submitted to officials in Santa Fe because he shot and killed a woman on the set of his movie Rust last Mm -hmm. October. Um, And the FBI has finally gotten back to us about uh, whether or not the gun could fire without the trigger being pulled, and the answer is, no, it can't fire without without having the trigger being pulled. Okay. okay, we had a short debate about this, by the way. Yeah. When you saw the headline from the FBI, was your reaction, wow, this is big news because they're they're actually coming out with this information? Or was your reaction, well, of course. Yeah, my, my reaction was more, well, of course. I mean... That's what I thought. And part of it was because when this happened, I wanted to know. I wanted to know, like, what was it about this particular gun is it possible and then you know you start hearing about how some of those old single action revolvers yeah it could theoretically if you're riding on a horse or something you give it a good jolt and yeah it could it could go off that's possible but the idea of doing it during a cross draw like he did and then it just going off in his hands without otherwise touching the trigger that was a fantasy no way And the FBI apparently did. They whacked it multiple times to try to get it to fire without pulling the trigger. Yeah. The only time they successfully got it to fire without pulling the trigger was when they hit it hard enough to break it. (laughs) Because, yeah, I I mean, you can go on YouTube and there's a whole lot of people, whether it's these old uh, Colt 45, whether it's uh, these old revolvers or hammer-fired or striker-fired pistols, that people are wondering, are they drop safe? There are a whole lot of videos of dudes just whacking the back of a gun. It's very stupid. Don't do that. But they're trying to get the gun to fire without pulling the trigger. And sometimes it can happen. But well, you, didn't you do something not quite like that, but similar at the gun club? Yeah, it was actually after he, uh, uh, after Alec Baldwin did that interview with ABC News where he said he never touched the trigger. And what he said was he pulled the hammer back. And released it, and when the hammer was released, that was enough to ignite the primer and make the gun go boom. 
So, yeah, there was a gun club uh, that I'd heard about. They were doing the Alec Baldwin challenge where they had this, this Pieta Colt 45 uh, army revolver. And they said, if you can make it fire just using the hammer, we'll give it to you for free. Now, I don't want a revolver. I've never wanted a revolver. Um, and, but I was like, all right, I, I want to handle this gun to see what happens. Well, no, it has three different cocking positions. And one of them is the first one is very short after after you pull the hammer back. So the idea that you would just pull it back a few centimeters and then release it and it would fall down, no, no, it doesn't work that way. I didn't have the exact gun, and I knew almost a year ago, uh, it's somewhat technically possible that you mm-hmm. could jolt that gun enough to where it would go off, but the idea that he didn't pull the trigger in this particular setting is a fantasy. So then you've got the medical... Uh, the uh, the New Mexico Office of the Medical Investigator, they found that Alec Baldwin only accidentally killed that woman, saying that there wasn't any evidence that that he was meaning to point a gun at somebody, pull the trigger, and kill her. That does not really have a whole lot of bearing on what prosecutors may or may not do in the future, but they've been waiting mm-hmm. for these reports to come back before actually going forward with any charges. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, they're still wrangling about getting access to Alec Baldwin's phone. Wow. Alec Baldwin said he would do it. He would hand over the documents, but, but apparently, or not the documents, but the, uh, the phone records, but apparently he's not, which tells me they may be looking for something. You don't know for sure. It's all speculation on my part, but. I've always thought he's going to walk. He's not going to be held accountable for it. And I'll, but I don't think we ever bet on it. Well, no. we know now he pulled the trigger. Yeah, but the FBI is saying it's an accident. Well, I, yeah. Well, the FBI is not saying that. the The, yeah. the medical office, okay, examiner was, was, was yeah. saying that, but they Got but it. they don't really get a say in whether or not he's charged. Well, we know the FBI is good at busting into people's places and ransacking them. So. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get a hold of this guy's phone. No, right. no, you no, don't, no. don't want to go get that. You, you, right, you, exactly. You, you can raid the private home of a former president, no problem. But Alec Baldwin, <laughs> that's a nut that's just too tough to crack. Who shot and killed someone. He shot right. and killed someone. <laughs> right, it exactly. Is, yes. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that if, that's, if that's me, right, if, if Jamie Markley hands me a gun and said, hey, this is unloaded, point it at... At Scott Robbins and pull the trigger, and then I say, "Okay, well, I guess I'll do that. I trust Jamie." And I point a gun at Scott, I pull the trigger, and I shoot and kill him. I'm in jail that same day. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm going to haunt you for the rest of my life. I too. bet you will. <laughs> well, I think I might be in trouble too on that one. Hey, <laughs> trust maybe, me but on this one. <laughs> but actually, that's not a given. Because at the end of the day, the person who's holding the firearm is responsible for whether or not yeah. it, it gets fired and kills somebody. Why do I have to be the one to get shot, by the way? Because <laughs> that okay, would be you your luck. gun and I shoot Jamie. I mean, why <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, speaking of crime, <laughs> like I just did that. Uh, I saw this burglars giving tips on how you can protect your home from burglars. <laughs> Well, who better to ask, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And a lot of this is basic common sense, but probably worth sharing. You use a wireless alarm system because it's easy to cut the wires. Yeah. Makes sense. Put your front porch light on a timer. Okay, because if it's on all the time, they're going to know you're gone. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This one, important. 
And I had heard before this wasn't true, but burglars say, if you're going to get a guard dog, make sure it's mean. Okay, just because it's got a huge bark, um, burglars don't mind uh, dogs that are going to basically roll over and have you rub their belly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So having Even a mean if the dog bark is huge. Yeah, no, it's it's got to be one that's going to go after somebody if they try to come in. I'm like, okay, because what we've heard before is as long as you have, now if it's a little yipper, it's probably not going to do much. But if it's a full-throated bark, even if it's like, well, our old dog Daisy, a Labradoodle, mm-hmm. it would be one of those that would roll over and have you pet her belly. But the the bark was enough, at least what we thought from, from different people that said, yeah, that would probably be enough, maybe not. And then always keep your valuable stuff out of your bedroom. Yeah, I've heard this, yeah. But a lot of people don't do it. Burglars usually in and out in less than 10 minutes. And they use a good chunk of that time to hit the bedroom dressers and closets. Because that's where they figure they're going to find the jewelry, weapons, credit cards, all that stuff. Some people put it in their refrigerator. But what in their refrigerator? Like, like, like precious jewels and other things of value? Really? Thinking they'll know they won't look in the refrigerator. Wow. Had you heard that before, David? I have heard that. But I've like heard people portray. Keeping yeah. cash, like uh, Depression-era people doing in the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Would not have known that. I'd probably get a burglar that's hungry, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hopefully this guy's got ice cream. <laughs> yeah. How is this possible? A third of Americans don't know they're obese. Really? And a news update straight ahead right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Van Camp Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We saw this news update. Sororities at the University of Alabama. Uh-oh. They're getting into the crosshairs now. They have rejected current political correctness. Uh-oh. Saw this at Daily Wire. It's not allowed. They've stuck together as they opposed a biological male attempting to join their groups. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Good. No, you're not joining the sorority. You're a biological dude. Hmm. This is going to end up in court. Don't know. It's probably oh. a battalion of lawyers back there. Yep. Mo- most assuredly, this will wind up in court. Absolutely, because yes. it'll be the bellwether, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing I just, one sentence. This is the only amount of time I want to spend on it right now. I'm hopeful of a future where everyone is welcome for just being themselves. Yep. No. You're, no. You're it, welcome some places, but sorry, there's just way too much time that's spent, especially for young women at universities, about keeping yourself safe. And I don't know about this, the particular individual, maybe somebody who's an upstanding citizen. I don't know. But you can't open the floodgates like that to allow dudes to be rooming with ladies at a sorority. Right. That just opens up for another wave of violence against women. Yes. I mean, you've seen it in prisons. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, we have to live in a world where there's reality. 
Sorry. Don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but we got to have reality. That's it. End of story. I agree with that. Here's another where it's not a reality for some people, I guess. There's a third of Americans that don't know they're obese. Right. Does that take you back a little bit? I mean, well, listen, man, I, I don't know. I mean, you get a few pounds, and a lot of people I understand. Like, when you think obese, I think most people's perception is much more overweight than what is really considered obese. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is that people right. don't realize how overweight you have to be to actually technically be obese, and it's it's not much. It's not much. So, according to the latest published data. The results of the United States National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey shows that Americans aged 20 and above, 42.5% are obese, 31.1% overweight. Together, they account for 73.6% of the population, which is an all-time high. Hmm. So close to three out of four. But this is the other phenomenon. According to Gallup's latest survey data, more than half of the people in the United States felt their weight was normal. This is from 2017 to 2021. Only 41% considered themselves overweight. So then you take away, in other words, only 41% of people realized they were actually overweight and more than 30% were not aware of their weight problems. So that's where the numbers come from. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not shaming anybody. I think... Well, I just want to be healthy yeah. more than anything else. And different people have their vices. But what's alarming to me, man, is what's happened since this goes back to 1994, where you're looking at the rate of overweight obesity at the time was over 50%, right around 56%. And I mean, I remember back then, you would have been seven years old, David, mm-hmm. people were sounding the alarm. Now you're almost to 75%? I mean, trends got to get turned around. And it's like, well, what are the hidden causes? Well, I I, (laughs) think... Well, you're not enough exercise and eating too much of the wrong food. I want fries. Yeah, I want fries. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is back. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so the big story over the last week has been the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's estate in Florida, and what exactly were they looking for? What did the FBI want? Yeah. And we're still trying to figure all of that out, and Trump is saying, release the affidavit. Yeah, that would be the underlying document that would prove, or not prove, but would give the justification for such a heavy-handed tactic. Because at first, remember, it was basically at the request of the National Archives. There had been some material that Trump took with him when he left the White House that they wanted back. Well, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then you start getting leaked information that it had to do with a nuclear program. 
What? Then you're like, oh my gosh, he's got the nuclear code still, or blah, blah, whatever. Okay, and then it's like, well, that's probably not true. And then Trump comes out and says, they took my passports. And then you have CBS News, NBC News saying, they didn't take his passports. FBI yeah. comes out and says, uh, yeah, actually, by the way, we have returned his passports. Our bad. Couldn't, couldn't because we took them. Right, because they took them. Yes. And so Trump's like, all right, fine. Uh, I'm calling your bluff. Release the underlying affidavit. The FBI and the DOJ are saying, no, we're not going to do that because of uh, the top secret material. You know, they really didn't think past part one of the plan, did they? It doesn't seem to be no. so. Because you got to understand. And like we were talking about, Jamie, you and I were talking about it last week. Uh, you know, right now, and then Trump actually put out a statement to this effect, too. Right now, there is approximately zero trust in the FBI, especially when it, especially among conservatives in this country. Um, They've given us reason not to trust them. Well, right. Sure. Yeah, and that, that's earned. That is an earned yes. mistrust right there. Then you have this heavy-handed tactic that was done at the direction of an attorney general who Trump denied a seat on the Supreme Court. This does look like petty revenge. There may be a good justification. It may be one of those Maybe. things, if you knew everything I knew, then you would be on board. Okay, well, these are extraordinary times. You took extraordinary measures. It's time for you to be extraordinarily uh, uh, transparent about all of this, and they're not doing it. Trump says, yeah, release the affidavit. The DOJ says, hey, yeah, we don't want to. And their justification is basically, if we were to release this with all the necessary redactions, uh, it would be unusable uh, in the public sphere. Essentially, it would you'd you'd basically get a few A's and does. Everything else would be blacked out. We have to protect these people mm -hmm. because you even have the NBCs of the world saying yes, release the affidavit. Yeah. So we'll see where all that goes. So I saw a part of that coverage this morning, just checking out Legacy Media to see how they're covering different things. The second biggest story for NBC this morning <laughs> was Liz Cheney. Because Liz, Liz Cheney is a hero to these people. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the one Republican that could stand up for justice when it comes to Donald Trump. And I, basically this whole, it was like a three-minute package of how she's going to lose in Wyoming today. And then beyond that, we get another minute of Savannah Guthrie and Hallie Jackson talking about Liz Cheney. And... I saved this part. I should have had this on a half hour ago. So I apologize. Maybe the ADD kicked in. I forgot to play it in that, that other segment. But I'll play it now. This was today with these two talking about Liz Cheney. Roll it. Well, we're talking about Wyoming, so let's use a cowboy metaphor. It does not seem like she is ready to ride off into the sunset. Seems Fair. like she's uh, raised her national profile and has political aspirations. Okay, time out. Just to let you know david and scott at the same time i wish i had this on video it was synchronized eye rolling wow. it was on the same time <laughs> I, I, that was fantastic i rolled this my is eyes. why i bring this stuff okay roll on 
Yeah, it's not the end of the road for her, right? It's the start of another one. And let me see your cowboy analogy and raise you a Star Wars analogy, because I'm told <laughs> by one source that Cheney's staffers are really big fans of a recent editorial that compares her to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, defeated initially, but ultimately part of the force that works to take down Darth Vader, or in this analogy, Donald Trump. All right. <laughs> but that Hold on a second, though. That doesn't even make. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wave the Star Wars nerd flag over here. That that doesn't even make sense using the canon of Star Wars. Obi Wan Kenobi was a massive failure. Okay, he was. He he didn't he didn't accomplish anything. And the person who brought down well Darth Vader in the movies was 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 Luke, but then. Darth Vader has a change of heart and takes down the Empire himself. Yeah. Like, Darth Vader winds up kind of being a good guy in the end. Because he sees the errors in his way. Son, let me see you with my own eyes. <laughs> and he kills the Emperor. <laughs> well, hold on. Maybe there's more to this give and take with these two knuckleheads. Go ahead and roll it to the end. But I think it gives you a sense of how her team is kind of casting this as a bigger, broader, almost galactic fight here. She understands how it will almost certainly cost her her seat in Congress. And yeah, there is this 2024 speculation. You talk to her about it. It may be a little premature, but Cheney could, you know, start a think tank. She could do some kind of media tour. She could join up with other anti-Trump forces. And she's not giving up the national stage, at least not right now. Think about what we're going to see next month, Savannah, the next January 6th hearing that Congresswoman Cheney will be a big part of. So she's going to stay in the spotlight. Okay, Yellowstone fans are happy. Star Wars fans are happy. Hallie no. Jackson, thank you so much. No, as a Yellowstone fan, uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy either. Star Wars fans are not happy either because you got it completely wrong. Listen, they're, they're just two dopey women doing a new show, okay? Well, can, you imagine, can, oh, go ahead. can you imagine the brain power of the Liz Cheney think tank? <laughs> I mean, like uh, Liz Cheney uh, dunk tank makes more sense. I, I love, that. I love that. She could go start a think tank. Think like, tank, right? Okay, so I'm telling you, I guarantee you the number, the percentage of Republican voters who would care about a Liz Cheney think tank is in the single digits. Okay, nobody would care. Oh, really? Another establishment. Uh, establishment Republican says that Donald Trump is a danger to the Republic. Oh, geez, I haven't heard that one for seven freaking years. That's new and fresh. Well, the book will be out at some point, so she'll make the rounds. Liz Cheney is going to start a supergroup in some bold new (laughs) music genre called hip-hop. Like, what? (laughs) That would actually maybe be more successful. You know, before we move on, I know how this plays out. I'm not saying no woman should host that new show. It's those two dopes. Get somebody like Molly Hemingway. That would be fantastic. Yeah. To actually speak truth on one of these shows, it would be really refreshing. Um, Golly, I don't know if I want to do this now or not. I don't know how much today's show stuff I can give you at one time because they talked about flight cancellations and delays. I'll save that for the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, let's get to this climate change. Americans are more skeptical now, David. Yeah, they are. Or, or more about they're skeptical about what their personal carbon footprints are and what they're doing to the Uh, planet. And I, I, I frame this as people are kind of waking up 
that all these elites are telling you to do things that they themselves are not willing to do, right? You will run your thermostat at 78 degrees in the summer. You will buy an electric vehicle. You will limit the amount of air travel you partake in. Meanwhile, we will have fine dining. We will fly all over the Mm -hmm. world to pat each other on the back and whatever. But the story from the Associated Press today is Americans are less concerned about how climate change might impact them personally and about how their personal choices affect the climate than they were three years ago. There's a new poll done by the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Um, This was done before the Inflation Reduction Act was passed, and it showed that majorities of U.S. adults think, well, governments and corporations have a significant responsibility to address climate change. I think there are a couple things that are running into each other here. One is that people are saying, well, I don't want to eat crickets. I kind of like beef. (laughs) And and then the other thing is, is that people are not leading by example. Then there is also the very human uh, uh, instinct, which is to say, okay, there's this big problem I can't really do anything about. Yeah, the government should do it. Whatever. Somebody else needs to do it. Mm -hmm. There's that part. There's something else I think at play. And that is what we've seen over the last few years, just with COVID. Okay. And along the same themes, David, when you're talking about, we don't see people lead by example. You're Gavin Newsom's, you know, going out and enjoying a meal with all his pals with no masks while saying you can't go to a restaurant and you got a mask everywhere you go. It's little things like that. And we know we've lost trust in the NIH, the CDC, the FDA, because they've lied to us. So what we think the green and climate change experts aren't also selling us, you know, a bill of goods here. There might be something to it, but they're completely scaring the crap out of people for their own gain financially. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are more skeptical and rightfully so. They should be. Well, who knows? Well, dude, with with this uh, Infrastructure Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. uh, Yes. Part of it involves, what, a $7,500 tax credit for electric vehicles? This is hilarious. Ford just upped the price of its electric truck by $7,500. Gee, who could have called that one? Yeah. I think Chevy raised the price of one of theirs as well. It was the same price. Yeah. So you get nothing, basically, out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't make it up. Thank you very much. Appreciate that for giving us that credit that because of inflation doesn't mean anything. Of course. Um, Do you know why there's so many flight cancellations and delays? Uh, Yeah, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jeremy Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. If I were to just ask you the question, why are there so many flight cancellations and delays? What would you say? Oh, because Biden fired a lot of pilots. Yeah, there aren't enough pilots. We know this. With the with the whole or vaccine. flight attendants. Yeah, with yeah. the vaccine mandate. 
Yeah, the whole the whole thing's a cluster. Yeah. Well, well, I, I don't think that's just the only reason, I guess, because there's some coverage about why there's so many cancellations and delays, and NBC was all over it, the Today Show, and, and Mayor Pete, oh. the Transportation Secretary, he's okay. got some words of wisdom, too, that I know does. you'll oh, want yeah. to hear. The increasingly high demand for travel, clashing with reduced flight schedules and staffing shortages of key personnel, like pilots, flight crew, and air traffic controllers. Flying this summer has required even more patience. Why is there such a shortage of people? I understand there's a demand, but why the shortage? Hmm. Definitely challenging to fly right now. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend alone, airlines canceled over 2,600 domestic flights. And for the 4th of July, more than 1,400. The Department of Transportation says hmm. it's having discussions with airlines to help improve the situation. Discussions to improve the situation. Like maybe hire everybody back. Do what you can including addressing scheduling, customer service, and staffing issues. When you get a weather event hitting the system somewhere, the entire system uh, grinds to, uh, uh, I won't say a halt. But... <laughs> a weather event? <laughs> See, this is why okay. this is fun for me. I'm playing a piece of audio that David and Scott haven't heard yet, and the, <laughs> the reaction yeah. is so great. They go back to this all the time, though, and they have for, for quite some time. When there were pilots who were doing a sick out, remember they denied it? And yes. of course, the head of the, of the unions were like, oh no, we're not doing a sick out because they knew that would be an illegal strike. But they were doing that in part because of the COVID mandates. Yes. And it was, remember they said, like, oh yeah, it was severe weather all over the country. It was like there was a storm in Florida. That's it. Right. So again, man, they're going back to that. Well, this storm hits, and then, like, these are new. Yeah. <laughs> like, we haven't had storms. Oh, I, I am surprised he didn't get a global warming thing in there. We're seeing storms like we've never seen before due to global warming. <laughs> it's almost implied, isn't it? Yes. But, uh, but it stops working. And that is a, a consequence of them not being ready, not being prepared. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. For they're... what, weather? Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> they're, they're just not prepared. They don't have the staffing. Yeah. Their but fault. If there's if there's one thing I know, it's that airlines never ever planned for bad weather. No, <laughs> never there, ever. There was never weather until 2022. That's right. Fun then fact. It just happened. Well, yeah. no, because green, you know, green green policies haven't been stern enough and strong enough. We didn't have weather problems before. That's true. Never. Yeah. Speaking of weather and all of the climate change stuff, man, this gets deep in the weeds, and I'll I'll do my best to explain it the best I can, but. If you're familiar with the ESG investing with BlackRock, who basically holds people hostage that if they want to borrow money, you've got to be a part of the whole environmental, social, and governance oh, yeah. label and do these things. And you've got to, you know, talk about your, your carbon footprint. CO2 emissions, all that stuff is a company if you want money from us. Well, you have state attorney generals now wanting answers from BlackRock. And there is a new firm that is offering an alternative investment fund that doesn't involve the environmental, social, and governance BS. And so this is an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal today that the letter that all of these attorney generals have sent... Um, 
that you know that's never been scrutinized before. A lot of people does they don't even know it's happening. But because of the BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, and as it says in the story, former BlackRock executives such as White House Economic Policy Chief Brian Deese, mm-hmm. who have the influence of the Biden administration, the state attorney generals are saying we're going to take our money out of this. We're going to invest it somewhere else with state pensions, things like that, which is good. There is a big backlash right now to the whole ESG investing model, yeah. which I think is good for everybody. Yeah. Because it's a lot of your money going to a bunch of woke crap. Yep. That you would never want your money going to. And a lot of people don't even know that it's happening. Right. So I think there's a lot of good news in that people are waking up to a lot of what's going on and calling a spade a spade exactly what it is. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story today is what, David? Uh, Joe Biden is going to be <clears throat> signing into law, apparently, the Inflation Reduction Act, which does not reduce inflation. And the White House can't even try to spin this anymore. They're not even trying. It's like, whatever, it's passed. He's going to no. sign it. And now yeah. they're calling it just a climate and tax bill. Okay. <laughs> it was never actually about reducing inflation. They lied. Because they lie all the time. That's all they do. Yeah, hopefully. I know some people are just going to drink that Kool-Aid forever. But it's the independents that can swing it to actually see what's going on. All right, we got to get to a news update. Scott Robbins, you got your big three of the day? Yep. All right, the Scott Robbins trifecta as well. Straight ahead right here. This is the Martin Van Camp and Robin Show. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few. David, you got a news update? Yeah. Well, it has to do with uh, with COVID, by the way. Um, okay. The White House COVID czar, the coordinator or whatever, Ajish Jha. Uh, somewhat new yeah, I guy. Have it. Yes, yeah, I saw it. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's saying, you know, that. remember how for like the last two and a half years we were saying, yeah, you know, Six feet, okay? Stay stay apart six feet. Uh, uh, well, don't worry about that anymore. That, 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 we're, we're, we're past that now because of new science, he says. What? There's a really new way of thinking about who is going to get infected. We used to spend a lot of time talking about six feet of distance, 15 uh, minutes of being together. You know, we realize that's actually not the right way to think about this. That's not the, the kind of the most accurate way to think about this. Um, what we know about this virus, particularly um, these very contagious subvariants that are out there right now, is it's really about the quality of air you're breathing around you. And so context matters, crowds matter, ventilation matters. That is a, a major new update in the CDC guidance. That, that's not new. Golly, People have been geez. talking about that for a couple of years. You could have played this two years ago. In 2020, well, except in 2020 when people were bringing that up, hey, you know, that six-foot rule is kind of arbitrary and doesn't really reflect any science whatsoever. If you brought that up, you were shouted down as a conspiracy theorist. You're not following the science. You're a kook. Totally demonized. 
Wow, man. It's really something now, isn't it? It is. It really, it really is. And what we're finding out about the vaccine. Yeah. With the myocarditis, especially with younger people. And it's studies out of Denmark, um, Thailand, and it's been brought up. Why not studies in the United States? Experts don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how regular jamokes like us are supposed to understand that. You would think that would be going on. Oh, but yeah. But it's not. But here, there's also a big portion of the population that either doesn't want to admit that they were wrong or that not not really they were wrong. They were they were lied to and they believed it. And, you know, a lot of people who who don't want to admit that this was uh, a lot of this was misinformation on the part of the government who was telling you to follow the science when they actually weren't. And it's hard for people to to admit that. But I, I still have people who are uh, really surprised that even after my two little kids got COVID last week, mm-hmm. that I they're surprised I don't regret not getting them the vaccine. And then I try to explain this mm-hmm. to them and say, well, look, I, again... I'm not an anti-vaxxer, and, you know, I went and got right. the first two shots because I was told that's how, it, how you prevent yourself from getting it, right? And, mm-hmm. well, that was wrong. That wasn't true. I was lied to about that. Um, but when you look all around the world, and we're not talking third-world hellholes or anything. I think you mentioned Denmark. That is saying, yeah, kids under five? No, we're not. The benefits do not outweigh the risks associated with saying- they're saying kids under 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- when you bring that up, people actually don't believe you when you tell them that. Oh. If they are like really dead set that everybody needs to get this vaccine regardless of your situation, regardless of your circumstances in life. It's like there are a lot of places that unless you have specific doctor authorization, if you're under the age of 18 or some some countries put it a little lower than that, uh, you're not getting that vaccine because it's not medically necessary. And people cannot wrap their heads around that. It's, it's, it's kind of fascinating while also being quite frustrating to have these conversations. Wow. You know, I brought this up earlier. Dr. Peter McCullough, who was demonized, yeah. respected his entire career, but pushed back against a lot of the COVID information, vaccine information. And when... Again, you look him up, and we went through part of his Wikipedia page where it says he spread misinformation like asymptomatic people um, don't spread this. Well, then it comes out later, they don't. So you're trying to figure out exactly where was this guy wrong. If you compare him to Fauci, who knowingly lied to people, but was doing it for the, the best interest of the people. He had to lie to him because he couldn't trust people to do the right thing. It's an absolute joke. So... Kim Iverson interviews Peter McCulloch, the doctor. Here's the thing about the myocarditis, because this was reported early on, and you saw it in Israel and different studies with younger people, and you got to be very careful, especially young males. And then you heard, well, it's really temporary. I mean, it's it, there's a little inflammation for a little bit, and then they're fine. But we don't know that. Yeah. And the, the thing that we forget all the time is it is still under... Um, an emergency, the use of the vaccines. It's not fully approved. You get what I'm saying? For kids. What's the, what's for the kids. terminology? Emergency, it's an emergency use authorization. 
There you go. Yeah. Okay. And so I'll play you a little clip before we get to your, your three stories, Scott, your trifecta, of the myocarditis not being temporary at times. Well, I can tell you a different mechanism for heart damage would be a heart attack in an adult. So if a heart if a, an adult had a heart attack with these types of EKG changes and elevations in troponin that you see in some kids that have had myocarditis. Mm, it's compared to if someone older had a heart attack. They'd be rushed to the cardiac catheterization laboratory and have angiography and stenting. So I can tell you as a cardiologist, we take this degree of heart damage seriously. There is no heart damage that's mild or inconsequential. And there are papers now by Jenna Schauer showing it doesn't go away. And she has data in children now with serial cardiac MRIs that's not encouraging. As a cardiologist in clinical practice, I have some young people now that have sustained heart damage after vaccination, and when it's now more than a year. Okay, so when you look at the benefit and the risk, and you've got a teen, and you say, you know what, I decide, no. And people are just still flummoxed by that. What, then they don't know all the information. They're just taking what's being told to them as some sort of gospel, like you're just trusting. And I think we've all been there at some point in time, but from following this every day? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll say this before we move on. When it comes to the FDA and the CDC and the National Institute of Health, while it's disappointing, it, it's almost jaw-dropping how much they've lied to people. Yeah. It, it's... It's disgusting. You know, it's different to come out with a with a uh, take. Like, you really need to have this, but you have to offer and, and accommodate people who think differently. So we have balanced decisions going on in this country. Not, yes. to, not to throw anybody out who has any sort of uh, adverse reaction to what it is you're saying. Like, wait a minute, slow down a second. This guy right. is a doctor. He's accredited. He's saying this. Allow him a forum to let us make informed decisions about our own health. But they didn't do it from no. the get-go with masks or anything else. Because you weren't allowed to. People. So if they just would have said, hey, here are some side effects from this that yeah. we're seeing right now. We're going to keep you up to date on this. They didn't do it. They tried to bury it. It's awful. But you've known for a long time now the masking thing is ridiculous. You've known that. Yes. All right. Sorry, we've made you wait long enough. Let's get to the trifecta. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Well, I'm sorry, they were kids, and I'm better protected against COVID than if they've been vaccinated. Yeah, they are. They are. All right, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. Trifecta, always helped by you know who. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. Scott's hero, Casey Kasem. And I think he's ready. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, a new Florida poll puts Governor Ron DeSantis up big with Hispanics. This is kind of cool because uh, we keep hearing, well, maybe the red wave is crested. Well, it doesn't appear that way in Florida. And this is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's doing, you know, has painted as some racist demagogue. Uh, which Ron DeSantis has been painted has, you know, hates immigrants, hates this. But anyway, new poll out of Florida shows DeSantis beating both of his potential Democratic rivals by plus 20 points among Hispanics. Wow. He's also moved up to 21% among African-Americans, and he's winning independence by 12. This is a big deal. So how does he put these people under his white spell? 
Yeah, I don't know. If he looks him right in the eye and the lasers mm. shoot out. Uh, but in context, and this is what I find interesting, in context, according to exit polling, DeSantis lost Hispanics by 10 full points in 2018. Yeah, that's kind of a so long now national you're up, numbers. Now you're yeah. plus 20 in that area right now. So that's a big deal. That is a big and deal. And I love these kind of stories. So anyway, there you go. Go, Ron. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. Two. Number two, the White House can't say when the Inflation Reduction Act will act to reduce inflation. No, uh, Biden signed up uh, a bunch of Democrats, and they all approved of this Inflation Reduction Act. Set to go into law, but uh, the White House officials aren't saying when the act will actually start reducing inflation or by how much. Even though the legislation is being billed as a way to slow price increases. So people are asking, well, when does that start? We don't know. In response to a request from Fox News yesterday, the White House did not immediately provide economic modeling, showing when the bill will begin to significantly impact overall inflation, which, by the way, sits at eight and a half year over year. It did not immediately offer a response to a follow-up question about whether they had developed an estimate showing how much it would cost, how much it would curb price increases. So, in my effort to be a good American and to help. Because that's what I do, Jamie. Mm -hmm. The White House is not clear over how much inflation reduction will occur as the result of a bill. I can help them with this. Zero! (laughs) Thank you. How's that? Next question. (laughs) None! Zero goose egg nothing. Nada. Thank you. Now, on with the countdown. If I have to yell it any louder, I will. Okay. Okay. Finally... Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day, and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, small town cops, a uh, little ways outside of Austin, are standing up for themselves over some scolding on Twitter. Yeah, this is a Facebook account by the Thrall Police Department in Williamson County, Texas. They posted a picture of an unidentified deputy with Kyle Rittenhouse. Remember him, the 19-year-old who last November was acquitted on all charges of the shooting deaths of Joseph Rosenbaum and uh, Anthony Huber. Yeah. And uh, during the Kenosha riots, right? The initial Facebook post featured a picture of Rittenhouse with the officer and read, make those stops. You never know who you might meet. Today it was Kyle Rittenhouse. Welcome to Texas. A swarm of comments came in. However, rather than back down, (laughs) sorry, to the mob's outrage, the police department doubled down and added the following message to the original post. Quote, I must have missed something. I believe that this young man was arrested, charged, indicted, and then found not guilty by a jury of his peers. Is this not how the country works anymore? The hate comments are terrible. If you have the information that is contrary, we'd love to hear about it, honestly. Signed, Thrall Police Department. Good for them. Good for them. I, yeah, I applaud I like that. that, so I like yeah, that very much. Very good. Well and done. there you yeah. have it. Thank right, you. There you and go. thank you, Casey. Yeah. I right. say closer to heroic. Actually, quiet now. Then, what? Don't do it to me. I'm talking about Rittenhouse. Oh, the oh. fact that you can't say heroic. You knew exactly what you were doing. No, I didn't. Say heroic. it one time. Try it once. Heroic. Try it. What? Heroic. Now say it fast. Heroic. Heroic. <laughs> Nimrod in the news. In the news update next.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Trump says, the FBI, they stole my passports. Yeah. News reports are, that's a lie. They didn't steal his passports. Then the FBI comes out and says, yeah, we returned the passports. Yep. Gave them back. Gave back something I didn't steal. Weird. Then, yeah, it wasn't on the list, uh, but we took it, but we mm-hmm. returned it. Okay. Got it. And Jill Biden has COVID. Yes. Uh-oh. So does Lloyd Austin, Secretary Uh-oh. of Defense. If they just would have got vaccinated. <laughs> they are grateful to have been vaccinated. That's right. Grateful. That, that's what you got to say. That That is the official Hail Fauci. Yes. Yeah. Uh, say like, who knows where I'd be right now. I'm really grateful. Did you see Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer's got it? Yeah, we had talked about that a yeah. little bit yesterday. Yeah. Well, as, yeah. As, as someone who just uh, uh, got through the woods with COVID after taking his product that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I'll just say I hope he gets really sick and dies from COVID. Wow. Whoa. Whoa, Daddy. Man, you went there. Ooh, hot take. Man. I'm kidding. Kind of. Good. We went to the Wayback Machine yesterday with that dude. Um, You know, just talking about as far as the boosters, because originally it was going to be fine. You just take the vaccine. It works. You got to do it in two doses, though, and then you'd be cool. And then it was, well, we're going to have to have that booster. By the time we started talking about the fourth shot being necessary... It was like, really? And then I was trying to remember, why Why was that? Well, it's protection against being in the hospital or or dying with the third one, but not for the spread. That's where that fourth one's really going to come in handy. So you've seen some of that data on a, on a fourth dose, a second booster shot. Mm-hmm. You think it will be necessary? It is necessary, a fourth boost yeah. right now. The, the protection that you're getting from the third, it is uh, good enough actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths is not that good against infections but doesn't last very long Mm -hmm. but we are just submitting those data to the fda and then we'll see what the experts also will say outside pfizer yes and then that fourth dose and there you go and then that's going to give you the protection to keep it away too Hmm. guess it didn't work out that way so well hope he winds up on a ventilator that's all i'm saying (laughs) and now we go Um.